Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Daily Mic Drop, episode number 37. I am Mike Zaki, and if you live in New York and you did not vote yet, get your tush to the polls before they close, and you can always watch this later. Or if you live nearby to a polling site, you can always make it back in time before the show ends. I see we got Piffendale, we got Cheridales here, we got people here already at 8.01, I love it. Um, We are back to our regularly scheduled programming of discussing love, dating, and relationships, Once again, just a reminder for anybody who did not catch either Friday's episode or last night, that does not mean we are going to be completely ignoring the Black Lives Matter movement, does not mean we will not be discussing racial matters at some point in the future, and it does not mean that we won't even be discussing racial matters at length in the future. But like I said, the the primary focus will be back to love, dating, and relationships, but I always just want to kind of give that disclaimer, at least for this week, just until we're back into the swing of things. Uh, Unfortunately, my guest tonight uh, did have to reschedule because she got caught up with work, but uh, we'll find a date next week, I'm sure, or something like that. Um, It's actually a good thing in in some ways because the topic we were going to discuss tonight was how to juggle, you know, your work and career with uh, a love life. And the fact that she got held up at work, I think just kind of really speaks to the fact that like, you know, trying to juggle them is a very hard thing to do. So I, I was already telling her, like, you know, don't sweat it. Like, if anything, it's going to be, like, our lead-in for uh, for when we do eventually get to, to talk. I see uh, Bernie's giving a, a shout-out. I appreciate you, Bernie. Gabriella's here. Molly's here. Crazy Cat's here. Um, so with the fact that there are or there is no guest book tonight, that means if you have a question that you want to ask live on air, all you need to do is request to join the chat, and I'll pull you on. If you wanted to discuss a topic at length, Again, we have no guest, so request to join the chat. I'm happy to pull you on and we can discuss you know, pretty much whatever it is you had on your mind as long as it's something that I guess I feel either comfortable or qualified to talk about. But uh, I'm, I'm a pretty open book, so I don't really know that there's anything that I wouldn't want to discuss. But um, but yeah, so if you have any questions for tonight, you can always pop, pop them into the, uh, the comment section. Like If you don't want to be on air, you can put them into the comment section. Or there's a questions queue down at the bottom. It's the, the little squares with the question mark in there. You can ask in there, and then I'll just pull the question up. So um, since we don't have a guest, I'm going to ask or I'm going to be doing two viewer questions tonight just to kind of get things going. And if you have any questions, I'll get to them once I see them. So viewer question number one comes from the world of TikTok. I've been friends with this guy for a long time and he flirts and sends me heart emojis and stuff. So I told him to be honest with me and tell me how he feels. He said he doesn't know. I told him that I like him and then he said he likes me, but he hasn't done anything since that day. Now he doesn't even talk to me. What should I do? First off, props to you for calling him out because I see a lot of people like you, if if you're on that fence of like, you know, you're getting the, the flirtatious vibes and like, if, if you're curious as to where they stand, like for me, I'm a shameless flirt. And, but for the most part, like there's, I really don't mean anything by it, but like if a girl is like, whether it's a friend or an acquaintance, like if, and if she's kind of like flirting with me and I'm like, I'd kind of want to see what she's about. Then like, yeah. Like, Hey, so all this like flirting or whatever, like what, like what's up? Like, you know, like, is, is this for real? Or are you just kind of like, you know, yanking my chain here? Um, so props to her for, for calling him out. Um, but and also like for for this guy like that's the danger that comes with flirting. I know that flirting for the most part can be harmless and it's not really all that bad of a thing. But if someone calls you out on it, you better be prepared to answer. So if it's harmless and you know you're just someone with a friend and they say like, hey, you know, what's good? Then you got to just say like, hey, you know, I, I know, like I'm just I'm just playing around or whatever. And if you know they want to shut it down and be like, hey, you know, okay, well. 
well, I like you, so if you don't like me, then, like, shut that shit down. I mean, you can obviously use nicer language, but if, you know, if they do feel some type of way towards you and you might feel some type of way towards them, you better be prepared to answer them because, you know, now you're just, you know, talking shit and you have nothing to back it up. Um, like, I, I, I was, like, writing down some notes here and, like, I compared it to, like, it, like people at basketball practice and they and they're talking shit like you know man you know I'd go off if coach would just give me a shot man like you know I I know I could do really really well coach just got to put me in and then the next day he puts you in the starting lineup and it's like well now what like now like now you got to back up your talk cuz you were talking shit and now he's called you on it so what are you going to do about it um like cuz if you freeze up when you get your shot you might be frozen out and forever. You might be riding that pine until you have splinters in your ass. So with that case, like I'm very glad that she called him out. And to that point, I would call him out again now because if he has like, you know, you had this exchange and now he's not even talking to you. I'd say, yo, what the fuck is up? Because if you've been friends with this guy a long time, she just put, you know, with a couple of O's, like you obviously have, an established connection and, and relationship. It's a friendship, but it's a relationship and friends don't treat friends that way. Like if one of you professes your feelings for for the other and, and the feelings are not reciprocated, could it be awkward? Yeah, probably. But like you should never ghost and it shouldn't necessarily be the end of the friendship as a whole. I think that more so the flirtatious aspect of the relationship will probably change and you just have to kind of either accept that this is going to be a platonic friendship, whatever, or you eventually like you have the conversation of just being like, hey, you know, basically like I shot my, I, I, I took my shot, I missed, or you know, just it was blocked, but like you know, I can't be just friends with you, and I, I need to reevaluate this relationship, like I, and like how much I'm involved, but like I'm just I, I'm an ad, I'm I should say not an ad, or I guess I'm, I'm an advocate against. Uh, ghosting i don't know what that would what that would be like i'm very much against ghosting i think it's a very cowardly way to go about things like you know just just have a conversation with people especially if it's your friend it shouldn't be that difficult so just say like hey you know i wasn't expecting you to to call me out on it and i really didn't know what to say you know if he's just kind of collecting his thoughts then say that be like hey i didn't know and i I needed to kind of figure out what the right thing to say was but also, like, if he was just like, you know, oh, shit, like, she called me out now, I don't want to be any part of this or whatever, then I would talk to him and be like, hey, you know, I thought we were friends. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't do this to you, so why are you doing this to me? Um, and then again, if he, does, if he doesn't answer you, then I would just cut him off and, you know, now he's out of your life and you have nothing more to uh, to worry about. So that's my thoughts on that situation. I hope it all works out for them in, in the long run. Um, viewer question number two, assuming that nobody else has any questions, if you do... Punch them into the uh, into the bottom of the chat, and I'll get to them as soon as possible. Uh, what do you do if you love him, but after a year of dating? Yes, they put dating in quotations. Um, you guys fight constantly, and the relationship feels toxic. He never made it official. Well, the fact that you put dating in quotation marks should tell you everything that you need to know about your situationship, because this is certainly not a relationship. Um, yeah, because if if he's not commi- like if he hasn't committed to you. After a year, if he hasn't made it official, what are you waiting for? Like, what, like, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that, oh, you know, I got to give it 18 months, whatever. That's my magic number to, uh, to get in there. No, if, if you've been messing around for a year, or she actually said a little over a year, he's not changing his mind. Like, 
That's just the reality of what it is. He just wants to have his cake and eat it too. And a lot of guys are guilty of that. I don't, I'm sure there are girls who are guilty of it, but from my experience, I think it's a crime that men disproportionately commit more than women. Um, and, you know, I think this is just another prime example of that. And that's what I told her. Um, as far as, you know, fighting constantly, like if you two are fighting constantly, if that is a consistent theme in your situationship. It doesn't feel toxic. It is toxic. I was in, you know, I've had my, my two longest relationships, are Shannon and my ex from about 10 years ago. Shannon and I never fight. We've had a couple of disagreements, whatever, but we don't fight. We've never raised our voices at one another. We've gotten upset with one another, but we talk about it like mature adults. We work through whatever the problem is or whatever is bothering us, whatever. And by the end of the night, things are resolved. We've never gone to bed angry with each other. We've never, you know, let shit fester. And that's something because it's something that I told her early on in our relationship. Like, yeah, like if you're ever mad at me, tell me. Don't expect me to just figure it out. But my previously long relationship, you know, which was about, you know, a year and a half solid and then like six months of just kind of like, you know, on again, off again. It was the same thing as this. Like we like we fought constantly. It was every like so Shannon and I are now watching Entourage, uh, which is ironic because and she loves Entourage. Entourage is one of my favorite shows of all time. And Shannon loves the humor of it. And I think it's something that's great because like now we can binge it together and we both genuinely enjoy it. It's not something that like, you know, I'm watching it with her because, you know, just to do something cute together. And it's not like she's doing something because like, oh, let me just let me throw him a bone and appease him. But I was telling her that, like, my ex from 10 years ago would get pissed every time that I watch Entourage because if you're not familiar with the show Entourage, there's nudity in the show, but it's very sparing. Like, it's it's probably one every three episodes. Like, maybe you'll get a butt cheek. Maybe, maybe you'll get a breast or something like that. But, like, it's not like it's just sex, like, throughout the entire episode. As far from what I understand, I think Game of Thrones probably had more nudity in it than, uh, than Entourage. And, like, one time, like, my ex walked in when I was watching it, and she was like, oh, so this is why you watch this show. I get it now. Nice. You know, go have fun and, and you know, watching your show. I'm like, you think I would commit to a show, like, just to, you know, see a boob every three episodes? Like, and it's just, and it's one of those things where, like, if we can have a civil discussion and I can explain, like, hey, why don't you watch a couple of episodes with me? And then you would see just how, you know, how rare and how spread apart, you know, the nudity scenes are. And you can see why I appreciate the show because it's very much on brand with my type of humor. And so I think the fact that we fought constantly about something like that and Shannon loves the same exact show, uh, I, I think it's pretty indicative of, you know, the difference between a, an incredibly toxic relationship and a very healthy relationship. That's just my two cents on that. So, uh, I, I told her that you should get out because, you know, it's very evident that th this person has a big heart, that she has a lot of love to give. And it's very obvious that this guy does not appreciate that. And she should go find someone who will appreciate it. And I don't care. I, I didn't ask for her age, so I don't know if she's 20, 40, 50, 60, whatever. But, like, I'm a proponent that I want – I'm a champion of love and happiness for everybody no matter what age you are. Um, and I know that a lot of people, as you get older, you start to – Settle more and you start to think like, you know, oh, you know, now I'm 30, now I'm 35, now I'm 40. What are the odds of me finding someone? Like, the devil I know is better than the devil I don't. But, like, why why would you 
why would you want to sleep with the devil? You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you want to find someone who makes you happy every day, who makes you want to enjoy life, who, who puts a smile on your face, who puts butterflies in your stomach, who makes you feel like a better person, who makes you want to be a better person rather than someone who's going to pick fights with you and gaslight you and make you feel smaller than you are. So um, I told her, like, you should you should leave him and find someone better. And my, I, I, I think I've also talked about it on the show. I'm not, I'm not even entirely sure, but like, I find myself giving the advice of, like, leave them more often than I find myself giving, like, dating advice to repair a relationship because, like, maybe it's just the situations that I've been experiencing, like, through these DMs and whatnot, but, like, I I find these people are in, like, these incredibly toxic relationships that I'm, like, no, like, I'm not going to tell you to try to repair something that's clearly not a good situation. Like, it's one thing if it's just, you know hey, we had a disagreement about this one thing or whatever, and you know, or you know, we're, we're still early in the relationship, we're trying to figure each other out or whatever, and you can tell the relationship can still be repaired, but like, when it's very clear that it's far gone and that the other person is stuck in their ways and they're never going to change and, or this relationship is, is not salvageable in any way, shape, or form, then yes, get out. I'm, I'm not a proponent of trying to give, you know, CPR, you know, when you are, you know, this close to flatlining. So I, I'm an advocate for like, save the relationships that are worth saving just because like you can find someone tomorrow, you know, you can find a week from now, a month from now. And for me, like I said yesterday, it took me seven years to find Shannon. I met a lot of great people in between that seven year period, but I can tell you that I wasn't in an, I wasn't in a toxic relationship during any of those seven years, at least not to my knowledge anyway. Um, and I think to myself, you know, what if I just stayed in that relationship? Like, what if that was my reality? What if, you know, after three, four years, we got engaged, we got married, I'm married at 25 now, raising someone else's kid, like, and now I'm 31 now, like, yeah, I, I might be happy that, you know, I have this, you know, adorable girl in my life, whatever, but like, the relationship, like, I'd probably be miserable, like, because I would have, I would have never grown, I would have never learned from the experience, and it just would have been shit. Now I look at where I am now, I'll be married at 32, I couldn't be happier. So I'm an advocate for go try to find love wherever it is and uh, you know, don't settle for less than you deserve. Something corporate saying, well, first of all, she said, hey, hey, um, the devil I know is better than the devil I don't. Wow, that's some truth. Now, I, mean, I mean, it's a very common phrase. It's just something that like I've never necessarily agreed with the logic of, of like, oh, I'm in this really, really shitty situation, but like I don't know what else is out there. I'm like, well, that's, I guess it kind of compares to like the glass half full, glass half empty analogy. Like I'm a glass half full type of person. At least I try to be for the most part. So yes, what else is out there? Like you might find, you, the next relationship you might get into might be worse than the one you're in now. It's very, very possible. But if the relationship you're in now sucks and you, you really find no joy out of it and the only positives that you could think of are that you have someone, like you, you have someone to go to bed with when times are good, like you have someone to cuddle with, like what what's the value in that relationship? Like you're gonna tell me like you realistically can't find someone else that's gonna fulfill those requirements, if and and then you know have a bunch of other boxes checked that are positives. Like that's that's how I think about it anyway. Like um, something corporate. That's no reason either. Yeah, like and that's a big reason why I stayed in that old relationship for six months longer than I should have actually probably much longer than I should have because a warm body is not a good reason. Yeah. Um, 
I'm a hopeless romantic, so at the time it, it was like, oh my god, like I finally have someone. Like this is unbelievable. Like we lasted more than three months. Like we're <laughs> full steam ahead now. Like I didn't necessarily think to myself like you know, oh yeah, this probably isn't you know the happiest relationship that I've I've been in. And I always found myself looking at other relationships and being like, why can't we be like that? Why can't we have that? Like yes, I have someone, and that's great. And some ways I thought like, oh, it's better than being single, but I looked at, you know, my friends like who were who engaged, who were married and people who were just dating and not necessarily engaged, but they just, they were happy. They were, they were doing things that they both enjoy. They, I, I could see the smiles on their face and you could tell that they each brought light into each other's light, lives. And I didn't necessarily feel that for probably the majority of my relationship, but I just stuck around in it because I was 21 years old and thought that I didn't really deserve better. Um, and in my past experience, like it kind of taught me like, you know, Hey, no other relationship has lasted three months. And now you're with this chick four or five, six months. So like she's sticking around with, with your scrawny ass. So like you owe it to her to stay with her. And that's kind of like the thought process that I have. I also believe that the child played a, a much bigger role in that than, than the girl I was seeing. Um, but yeah, had, had I been able to, kind of go back in time i probably would have got I, i've told jen this like if there was no child involved, that relationship probably would have ended in three months and like it would have been like a hard cord cut and and that would have been it uh something corporate my problem is my problem is giving up and walking away but it's not giving up though that's that's the important thing to remember like you're you're not giving up i, I think by staying you're settling which i think is is worse than giving up a bad situation like to me, like giving up is like if something is a struggle, but like, but it can very easily be fixed, and you're just like, oh, you know what? I don't, even, I don't even want to put the effort in. That's giving up. I think when something is very clearly damaged, and you are putting in the work, and they don't seem to want to put the work in, or if you are both putting in the work, and it's just not going to repair, then I, I don't think that that's giving up. Um, and I don't think that that's necessarily walking away is probably a more accurate term. Like, I feel like giving up is, has just such a negative connotation around it. It's just, it's like, it's defeat. Like just here, whatever it's surrender. I don't want any part of this anymore. Whereas walking away, it's like, I'm making the decision that like, either I don't want to be part of this anymore or we've tried. I, I know I've given this, you know, whatever I can give and they've given whatever they can give and it's just not going to work out. So now I'm going to choose to walk away. So then giving up is more like admitting defeat and surrender and walking away is kind of like a, a choice of like, I'm going to choose better for myself. So that's, I, that's what I would advise to, to you something corporate. Like if, if you're in that, that, you know, if that fork in the road of like, you know, I'm not really sure what to do. I, I also think that if you're questioning whether or not you should leave, it's probably, it's probably a, a strong sign that you probably should leave because I don't know that people who are happy think about, leaving that relationship. Like, like I mentioned on yesterday's show, like I don't think about life, like, like, like what life could be without Shannon or you know what life would be when I was single. And that was a big fear that I had in other relationships. Like when I was younger, like I'd be with someone, I'd be like, she makes me happy, but like, I wonder, like, I wonder what I am missing on the single life. I wonder what I could be missing with someone else. Like I don't have those thoughts or those fears or anything now because I'm genuinely happy. And that would have never happened if I would have would would have never left, you know, situations that probably weren't good for me. That would have never happened if I would 
never, if I was never dumped by people who were clearly not in situations that were good for them, I just think that things tend to work out in the end um, the way they should. Uh, I see Sarah joined. I see Jack, ooh, Jackie Carbonetto's in the chat. Uh, a little nice little throwback. Uh, what's today? Today's Tuesday, so we'll turn back Tuesday. So uh, something Carbonetto. I had such an epic blind blind date fail. Well, now see, you can't just say that I had an epic blind date fail. And and just leave it at that. Like now, I now I need to know what this epic blind date fail is. Like, uh, see now I gotta know. Like, I I also want to know what what your like if if, any, if we've got single people in the chat. Like I want to know what your thoughts are on on blind dates. Since now we're kind of shifting focus on, onto that topic. Like I, I know I mentioned on yeah maybe like maybe like a month or so ago or a couple of weeks back that like I've only been on one blind date. I I've always, I was always kind of open to it. Um, but I think that there's like a responsibility when it comes to blind dates that like you like because usually it's friends or family setting each other up that like you should really know who you know you're setting someone up with. Like I don't I don't believe in just like oh you're single you're single here you go go on a date. Um, something corporate. I fell into I fell into a fire pit drunk. So now when you say fell like you mean like full on full or or was it like oh I kind of like tripped in like my my leg like you know brushed through um either way it's not great like it's it's not great but also like i i think that like stories like that can be a good thing like it's it, it could be like funny anecdotes for like down the road of just like oh so like what was your what was your like especially if it works out like oh what was your first date like oh yeah no i got drunk and uh and i and i fell into a fire pit like oh well like shit happens um i remember one time like it wasn't a date but i was i was meeting up with a uh a writer friend who I really admired, and I also thought she was cute anyway, but like, and we were walking, we were trying, and we were meeting up somewhere in New York City, which, for me, even though New York City is 45 minutes away, like, I have no sense of direction in the city, like, I don't know where I am, I know it's, it seems like it's very easy to navigate, like, the streets are all, like, you know, first half, second, third, fourth, here are the streets, 56, 58, 50, like, you know, it's pretty easy, and I'm walking, and I thought I found the place, and I was looking at my phone trying to read something, and then it was like, um, like, like a Looney Tunes commercial. Like I took a step and I realized that, um, you know, like some restaurants kind of have like the, uh, like the lower grates, like where they can go into the basement. And I realized that like, oh shit, like I'm stepping into this and like now like there's nothing underneath me. So like I dropped my phone and I wound up like hanging on to the edge. But if I had fallen, I probably would have broken something like that's, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I scraped up my my arm and, and hand, and so when I met up with her, I was just like, "Hey!" So almost just died, but yeah, nice to see you. Uh, something corporate? No, first first and second degree burns on my arm. Yeah, that's not good. Um, I'm curious if if there was a second date after that, or if this was a first date or a third date. Um, I personally, like I said, I love embarrassing stories. I think like the embarrassing like it, it gives character to to the relationship or the situation more than just, oh yeah, no, I met this person out for coffee and, uh, you know, we had a nice time talking. Like, and it's great, you know, it's sweet, but like, there's no, there's no spice to that. There's no, there's no, you know, in fact, there's no Emma Lagasse, like, bam! Like, it's just, no, okay, it's a nice date. Um, first, it was your first blind date. <laughs> I'm assuming it was your first and last blind date, but I I don't I don't necessarily want to assume that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I would love to know what happened after that. Like, I want to know. If, I would love to know if that was like a first, like first and last kind of deal, or if he was like, hey, you know, shit happens because 
I get, I'm a very forgiving person. Like I give a lot of rope with you know, when I was single. Like for me, it it would take a lot for me to like not want. Like I don't think I would I would ever not see someone because of you know, an awkward conversation or something that they did that was awkward or whatever. Like for me, the only way I would not see someone is just if I knew there was clearly, like clearly no chemistry. That would be my only, you know, deal breaker, so to speak. Um, other than that, like if something weird happened, I would just kind of roll with the punches and just kind of like make some, like make fun with it. Like kind of laugh with the joke rather than like laugh at them. But, um, that's me. Uh, something corporate. We texted a bit during the week afterwards, but I'm not expecting anything. I'm sorry to hear that. I, I, I hope that you do find someone uh, in the very near future who uh, brings some light into your life and, and love and happiness. I, um, I would like something, but the damage might be done. Um, so you text a bit. I Shoot your shot. Be like, hey, haven't heard from you in a while, whatever. How's it going? Just whatever. Like for me, like... I, I would, I, I, I'm an advocate for like kind of shoot until you are, you know, shoot until you're like shooting air balls or whatever, or until it just, it's like clear that things like aren't working. Like if you're getting like ghosted, then like, okay, fine. Or, or like if they just say like, Hey, you know, I had a nice time, but I just don't really think that there's anything there. Um, because realistically we don't know what's going through people's heads. Like, you know, you don't know, you don't. He could be busy. It's very pop- like I know everyone uses the excuse like, oh, you know, if they, you know, they they make time for you, which is true. But like, there are the exceptions that like, hey, maybe they really were busy. Like, you know, I, I realized like, like, oh shit, I didn't answer that text from two weeks ago, or oh shit, I didn't respond to that email from a month ago. Like, think life gets caught up, whatever, and you don't necessarily know what's going on in their lives. It's very possible you could reach out to him and be like, hey, you know, how's it going? And he'd be like, oh shit, like. It's so great to hear from her or whatever, like, and then you go forward. But uh, I'm an advocate for, like, you kind of never know until you try. You never know unless you ask. Um, I, I kind of want to be the type of parent that, like, I, I want to teach my kids to to always ask. Like, I, I want to instill that in them at a very young age. Like, I don't want to, like, I, w- I don't want to say I was growing up, but I think the way I was raised... <laughs> led to me being the type of person that, like, I kind of just, like, accepted no as an answer. Like, it was just, if I heard no, it was like, okay. Which in some ways, like, dating, you know, mainly with consent with women, is a great thing. When you hear no, shut it down. But in other ways, I think it was a massive detriment. Like, the fact that I suck at negotiations. Like, if I ever needed to, like, if I'm on a job interview or I want to negotiate a salary or try to you get a raise or a bonus or whatever awful like i i can't sell myself whatever or something hey you know like i i killed it this year like i know i killed it here are here's the data to prove it no uh okay like i i don't have that in me to just to you know really try to convince them otherwise um to the corporate maybe i won't write it off just yet then like you never know like unless he said you know i don't want to see you again yeah, um, because he like he could be waiting for your text. There's been times where, like, I thought like the relationship was kind of, I don't, I don't want to say relation. The the communication just kind of like tailed off, and I'm like, okay, I guess she's not interested. And I reached out to her, and it was like, oh hey, you like I was waiting to hear from you. Whatever, I didn't think you were interested. Whatever, like oh well, I didn't think you were interested. Like someone has to make the first move. Like it's it goes back to like oh hey, you know, 
I haven't heard from you. And it's like, well, I haven't heard from you. The phone works both ways. So, like, someone's got to call someone. Someone's got to text someone. Um, you know, why not be the one to just take the initiative? Especially if you're thinking about it, just ask. Um, Cheradale's, uh, it feels like nobody likes me. Well, why does it, I, I don't, first of all, it's not true. Like, there is someone, like, I, I've, another conversation that I've had with Shannon, like, I don't think that I am the most attractive person in the world. But, like, I've had this this joking conversation with her, but I'm like, do you realize that, like, if I were a, a famous singer or an actor or whatever, like, there, like, there would be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of people who, like, saw me as a sex symbol. Because, like, <laughs> I think like I think about some people and the way I thought the the reason for this is like cuz I see people that like so Shannon thinks that there are some actors who let me rephrase here. I'm a I'm a very confident guy in my in my sexuality whatever. I can admit when a guy is a good-looking guy. There are some actors that Shannon thinks are attractive. I don't think are attractive men. Like I I don't think that they're handsome men. I don't really see what it is in them. And that's what I think. I'm like all it is is fame, like, you know, and that just kind of shows, or, or just the fact that, like, you really don't know who likes you or who doesn't like you until it's just kind of, like, out there. So, like, like Shannon thinks, like, Matthew Gray Goobler from um, Criminal Minds is, like, is, like, adorable, and she thinks that he's, like, a look, and I'm like, I mean, he's not, like, ugly, but it just, I don't know, like, I don't know that he's anything to write home about, so I, I sit there and think, like, you know, Matthew Ray Goobler probably has tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of women who think that he is sexy as fuck. So um, that just tells me, like, everyone in the world, like, my mom always said, like, there's an ass for every seat. Like, there's always someone for someone. It's just a matter of you just, like, like the Michael Bublé song says, you just haven't met them yet. Um, Jared, uh, you are beautiful. Maybe guys are intimidated or don't know how to approach you. Yeah. Uh, she said nobody feels like nobody likes me. Yeah. I had the, Jared, I've had the same thing for 27 years of my life. Like I felt like I didn't peak until 26. So for the first 25 years of my life, I just felt like this awkward, gangly, you know, scrawny fuck. Like, and I, I'm like, I don't know what I bring to the table. Like, you know, I, I, at the time I'm like, I weigh 125 pounds. I have a huge nose. Like, you know what? Like, what is there to write home? Like, what what is gonna make a girl be like? I want a piece of that cake. Nothing. Like, I think I have like decent eyes. That's about it. That's the only thing that I'd probably give myself. Be like, okay, cool. But, and then you, you find a little bit more confidence. But you find that one person, that one person who who instills that like that sexiness in you, and that makes you feel like you're someone, and it can change everything about you. Like I. I've talked about it on the show, like, there was one Bumble exchange or whatever where, like, the first message that she sent was, like, like, I'm just trying to process, like, how goddamn sexy you are right now or something like that. And I was, like, ma'am, this is, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what you're putting down, but I'm picking it up here. So, like, um, yeah, and that just changed my entire perspective on myself and and life going forward. Like, I don't. I don't think I, I walked around like I was like hot shit afterwards, but I definitely noticed uh, a, a walk of confidence. I, you know, that whole like you, know, you walk a little straighter, you walk a little taller, and you feel a little bit better about yourself. And you just need to find that person who's going to kind of spark that. Energy. And it doesn't need to be necessarily a uh, like a significant other or a potential mate. Like 
it could be a friend. Like, you know, have someone cast you up. Like, that. I think that part of the reason that's why, like, your friends are there. Like, you know, when you're down, like, your friends are supposed to be the ones there to pick you up and to gas you up and be like, no, you're a badass bitch, you're gorgeous, and you should know that. So knock this shit off and, you know, get straight. Uh, Kristen, spend time finding you and the right one will find you. I couldn't say it better. Like, because the whole, you hear what is it, you can't uh, love someone until you love yourself kind of thing. I think that's true to a degree, like, to a degree. Um, but I, I am an advocate for, like, just focus on yourself, it, it, it just in a good way. That doesn't mean be, like, selfish and conceited or anything like that. But, like, if you're not in a place where you're confident, then focus on that. Be like, hey, you know, I'm, like, I want to change my wardrobe up. Hey, I want to change my hairstyle up. Hey, I want to, you know, pick up a, a, a sport or a recreation or I want to pick up a hobby or whatever. Like, you know, I've always wanted to write. I'm going to join a workshop. I've always wanted to paint. I'm going to go to a paint and sip, whatever. Do some, do things that make you feel good. Get, get those endorphins and that, and that adrenaline in you. And I think it'll just lead to more, like, it, I, um, it, it's a, it's momentum. It's like, it's like the whole rolling ball, you know, rolling stone gathers no moss kind of thing. Like, Every little thing matters. Like if you surround yourself with people who make you feel less than, then you're gonna feel less than. If you if you surround yourself in situations, if you watch, it's you know if you listen to depressing music, you're gonna be in a depressing mood. If you watch depressing movies, you're gonna be in a depressed mood. If you are not surrounded by any light, what makes you think that light is gonna find its way into your life? You gotta go towards the sunshine and light. And sometimes that means finding a new group of friends, finding something else to do. Like I said, like. I've joined volleyball leagues. I've joined dodgeball leagues. I've joined um, bowling leagues. I've joined. I've done. I started going to karaoke weekly. I've changed my hairstyle up a, a couple of times. I changed my my wardrobe up a couple of times. Like, you know, you just experiment with shit, whatever, and you find you know, it, the whole your your vibe attracts your tribe. Like, I don't think it's it's a coincidence that once I started going to karaoke regularly, I like. A lot of good things started coming into my life and, and a lot of you know my life started to kind of like take shape the way it was meant to be because that was something that brought a lot of joy to my life. I met a lot of great people who are still my friends who are you know they're gonna be at our wedding next year like I can't wait like part of the reason why I can't wait for the whole quarantine and everything to be over is just to get back to that like not so much for the karaoke element of it but just to like to see those people like it's like a second family to me like yeah I have Sunday dinner on, on on Sundays with my, with my dad and my family, but like, you know, that's, it's my other family. That's, that's my friend's family, whatever. And I have another group of friends, like, you know, and you just surround yourself with people who love you and support you. Then, And if they don't, then I don't necessarily think that they're your friends and that they should be kind of in your life. So, uh, yeah, that's all I've got. I think that's all I've got for today. Um, we are going to have guests tomorrow and Thursday, and I will let you know when Karen's going to be on. I'm assuming it's going to be next week. Um, so yeah, so tomorrow is going to be Jermaine Wallace. He is a fitness and nutrition coach who I went to high school with, um, played basketball with for, uh, I think my our freshman year. I was like the team manager, and I think I got into like two games, and uh, he was a guard. And on Thursday will be uh, Jayla Figueroa, who was Miss Rockland County Pride 2018. Um, I've known Jayla since we were kids, so I'm really looking forward to that. I've definitely been doing my research on the, uh, the LGBTQ community so I could be as prepared as possible for, uh, for that interview and that chat on Thursday. But I'm looking forward to both of those chats. If you have any questions for 
either one of them, uh, Jermaine and, and I will be discussing, you know, being in an interracial relationship, um, you know, pursuing your goals. I know he want, like, he left his job to pursue being a fitness coach and whatnot. Obviously, things are working out for him there. And then Jayla, the, the whole chat will pretty much consist of the LGBT community, how yeah, a little bit of everything that's kind of going on with, with uh, LGBTQ rights and, and whatnot, how the LGBTQ community is perceived, how they're treated, um, how they feel about certain things that are said and whatnot. I, th- I think it's just going to be overall a, a pretty constructive interview. So if you have any questions for either one of those uh, conversations, just hit me in my DMs and uh, we'll be sure to ask them. Other than that, I will be back at 8 o'clock tomorrow, so I hope to see you then. Have a good night. Peace.